Hello and welcome to the Rona Rants. Today we're on podcast number 12, I think, and it's been quite a while since I've actually recorded anything. I'm super untrained now. Uh, but yeah, it's been a wild couple of weeks. I didn't, um, I had to take a break because of work and some other things got in the way. And uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff happened. Um, right now my eye is infected, <laughs> so I'm running on one eye only, but it should be enough to, to record this podcast and, uh, keep you guys somewhat en- entertained. Uh, and it's going to be even easier to keep you guys entertained because today we have a special guest. Woo! <laughs> uh, our special guest for today is a good friend of mine, João Souza. How's it going, Souza? Hey Max, uh, thank you for having me here. Everything is, is going great, thank you. And with you? Also great, besides, you know, the whole eye. The eye. Yeah. yeah. But I heard that you have allergies now, right? So you're also fucked. Yeah, quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm fine. Is it that bad? Like, are you the type that uh, can't even go outside when you're... When no, you're uh, it happens like once a week or something mm-hmm. not too bad uh i'm gonna start taking some some meds uh so uh it's not that bad really and some people they just have really broken genetics like they can't they can't even step outside they'll just constantly be sneezing or like their eyes puff up or it's like they got stung by several bees at the same time uh, yeah, my, my, my brother and my sister, they have it way worse than me. Uh, they they have like, uh, in in the, the springtime, they they spend weeks uh, that they can't even sleep properly uh, because they spend the whole day like sneezing and stuff. Yeah, it's exactly. really bad. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's terrible, yeah. dude. Um, I wanted to say that uh, Soze is part of a, a really close friend group of mine uh called dna uh there's not really much we can say about that but just wanted to to make it clear that uh well do you have any thoughts on dna actually uh any thoughts on dna i mean yeah. we've you've talked about it before on other podcasts mm-hmm. uh, you you've had here uh the other two members before uh your brother martin and uh, george mm-hmm. uh let's see not easy to talk about DNA, uh, yeah. And like, uh, what would you say about DNA? <laughs> There's a bit of a mysterious vibe going on around that group, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't want to reveal much. Uh, maybe one day when we're famous, we'll we'll write a book about it. But yeah, it used to be. It it was supposed to be. Well, of course, we were always friends, but uh, it was supposed to be like a a motivational self-improvement thing, right? And now it's like kind of a mix between that and just fucking around. Uh, and flaming. Uh, yeah, and flaming. Just insulting yeah. each other all the time. We're all very competitive, so it creates a very interesting ecosystem of like four guys, testosterone. <laughs> uh, yeah, true, true. Talking shit. Yeah, but it would be cool if if we could have a, if you could have a podcast one day uh, with all of the DNA. Uh, oh, I plan to. Just, I plan just, to. Just talking sure. about DNA and other stuff. Yeah. So in the future, uh, these these podcasts are going to be um, 
recorded with video as well. Uh, and I plan to have like people come to my show and definitely the, the whole DNA group um, is in my plans. So I want you guys to, to all come at the same time and just show people our dynamic, I guess. That would be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all have interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Yeah, but actually that's not in, my, uh, in the plan that I have for today. We have quite a few things to talk about. We should start yeah. getting straight to it. Um, so the fir- one of the first things that I'd like to talk about, because I know you're very experienced in this, and I think it would be interesting for the listeners to learn a bit more about it, is, um, well, sports in general, but I, I guess we can be more specific uh, with football. So yeah. f- football is a big thing in your life, from what I understand. Um, do you, did you play a lot before, or is it mostly watching? No, I, I played futsal uh, in in college, mm-hmm. um, but I never played actual football, uh, like 11 players. Okay, uh, so not in a big pitch. Like in five. A... No, yeah, uh, exactly. futsal, it's uh, a small pitch, and it's five versus five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I always enjoyed uh, football a lot, and mm-hmm. I always followed the the major leagues. Um, I actually follow other sports as well, basket and a bit of ice hockey. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but uh, mostly football. Um, and yeah, uh, I know that you want to talk about online uh Betting as well, sports oh, betting. We have a lot to, uh, to cover, but I was curious. I yeah. was really just curious um, how long you had, like, because I know that uh, when you were in the, um, you were in the Catholic residence. <laughs> That's a whole other story, by the way. But maybe some other yeah. day. When you were in the Catholic residence with, um, with George and my brother, you guys yeah. used to play a lot of football, right? The futsal. Rather. Yeah, we played uh, most of the weeks, at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Were you any good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, mean, I, I was, I was, uh, I was fast. Uh, that's that's uh, that's an important skill in football and mm-hmm. futsal mostly. Uh, but I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a good player. I can say I was like a really good player. No, we had some some good players around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I managed. I managed. Yeah, the thing about football or futsal or whatever uh, is that in Portugal it's so hard to be good at it. You know, like uh, I feel like people on an indi- individual uh, scale are super good. Like I, I personally have not played with anyone outside of Portugal that was better than the people that I played with in Portugal. Uh, yeah, in Portugal, we have really good futsal players. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't say teamwork-wise. I think teamwork, probably we, we're not as good as other countries. But like, if you look at just individual skill, people yeah, in Portugal... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they really I would say, nice in football. I would say both in Portugal and, and Spain. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spanish people, they are also really used to play futsal. And they're, mm. uh, actually, we just had the... A Portuguese team winning the the futsal uh, Champions League. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it was Sporting, uh, and the the final was against Barcelona. So oh, there shit, you go, no Portugal idea. and Portugal and uh, and Spain in the final. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think futsal yeah. is uh, more tiring than football? 
because you well, I mean it, you move okay you have to move less distance but you have to run more times I guess right I'm not really sure what's more tiring it's more intense for sure uh, I mean you have to run uh, way more in foot in football mm-hmm. um, but in futsal you have to be constantly running mm-hmm. which doesn't happen in in football actually if because you, you can't handle like 90 minutes uh, running uh, exactly. around uh, like you can do in, in futsal. So in futsal, you also have no no limit for the substitutions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's because you can't handle much more than, let's say, 10 to 15 minutes in a row in the pitch. Because, okay, uh, it's an, uh, it, okay, so it's completely unlimited. You can just keep switching. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That makes sense. Can. All right. Yeah, because I guess then it would be fucked up, right? I mean, in, in football, the, the distances are much bigger, but I guess you're not always required to run. While in futsal, you're like a... Like I a mean, if... In football, you have to run when the ball is like on your side of the pitch, or when you have to to go to a certain position. But always when the play involves you, mm-hmm. uh, and since there are eleven players, of course the the defenders won't be running as much when when your team is attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get to rest. Uh, they can just basically walk around. Uh, and in futsal, it's five versus five. You can't stop. You have to be most of the time. You have to be running and positioning yourself. Exactly. So it's 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 way more intense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know much about futsal. <laughs> I used to play. <laughs> I used to play a little bit when I was in. So I personally, I always loved football. I loved playing football. Um, I was just really terrible at it. So okay. I played I played other sports more, but uh, yeah, I think it's a really fun sport. And what, never... what was your favorite? What was your favorite sport? <sighs> My favorite sport, honestly, yeah, to play. probably to play was football. I just never played it that much because uh, several reasons. First was um, I was playing basketball before a bit more. Uh, and I was enjoying it, and I was physically better. I was better at basketball than I was at football. Um, and then the second thing was that, like, I was really intimidated by, <laughs> like, in school, I was really intimidated by by other players, uh, other people that played football, because the level there was crazy, man. It felt like, it felt really hard to to reach the same level as other people. Yeah, fair enough. You know. Was yeah. Was football your favorite, or did you have another sport? No, no, no. Football was my favorite. Yeah, I played a bit of basketball, but uh, I didn't enjoy it much. Mm. I was more of a football player. Yeah, I, the thing I don't like about basketball is it's more like you're constantly scoring, pretty much. And it's, I mean, you can of course work on your defense, but when you're playing a real game, you kind of have to ex- expect that you probably won't be able to defend every every move that the opponent makes which is a bit annoying yeah yeah true true yeah but um i had a okay i had another question because now we've been talking about playing but actually i wanted to get more into um so watching football uh yeah which is a pretty common hobby i would say i think a lot of people watch football um 
or a lot of people want to watch want to start watching but they don't really know uh how to start or where to start or which teams are the best and so on so i was curious like uh which teams do you support currently do you have a, a team for each league or how does it work well i have a favorite team from each league uh yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah uh it's not that i'm a huge supporter nothing like that but of course everyone has their favorites uh wait, wait, so wait, which league do you follow uh, I don't okay know. so i follow the portuguese league uh, basically the 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 major leagues from europe uh portugal spain france england italy and germany okay germany not so much uh, i watch a few matches but not that much and france also not that much and uh, those those leagues are they aren't as interesting as the others because you basically know the the winner uh, before the league even starts mm-hmm. i mean uh, we have an exception this year in france uh, because uh, psg uh, paris saint germain might lose it to lille okay uh, but it's like in the last 10 years they must have won eight or nine times <laughs> oh, wow. okay. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> jesus uh, you had monaco winning a few years back uh, but it, it's usually paris saint-germain because uh, their budget is way above the other teams it's mm-hmm. ridiculous um and in germany you have of course uh, bayern munich uh, who also wins most of the, the leagues so those leagues they aren't as interesting mm-hmm. as the others uh which which is the most interesting league to you uh, premier league for sure uh, really? yeah yeah is it more balanced or yeah uh even though in the, the last few years uh manchester city uh has been winning has been uh, winning uh most of them it's the most balanced one i think um man manchester uh, city that's yeah we can talk about that later but manchester city in my opinion like is a great example of how uh it's all about the money <laughs> it's all about the money yeah yeah yeah, yeah the club yeah. scene in every sport is all about money but yeah i could talk about that later so yeah uh, so th- they were champions uh yesterday i think or the day before that one i think mm-hmm. it was yesterday that they 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 were champions okay for the, the Premier league this year uh but it's it's really balanced uh because um even when the the big teams play against the, the small ones, uh, it's uh, you never know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst teams in England, they would just kick ass uh, right, of most teams in Portugal. You know, even big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, every team there. I mean, if you talk about budget, let's say. Uh, if you go for a low tier team in Portugal, uh, their budget, I mean, it's probably not over 2 million, 1 million, 2 million. Uh, and if you go for a low tier team uh, in England, you don't even have to, to think about Premier League. Uh, if you think about the championship, which is the the second league there, mm-hmm. uh, the most of the teams, they have probably over 10 times the budget of oh. the the low tier teams in Portugal. Okay, that makes uh, a huge difference then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, of course, it's way more balanced. Uh, and also, uh, you have 
lots of uh, lots of teams that can fight for the the title. Okay, so you have City, United, Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. So you have uh, you never know who's gonna win, really. Who do you support in England? Uh, yeah, in Premier League. In Premier League, uh, I'm a United fan. You're Manchester, Manchester United. United. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, I like their history. Uh, My brother uh, is a, a United fan as well. Man U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great team. Old Trafford. <laughs> uh, I, I was a Chelsea history. boy I, myself. <laughs> really? A Chelsea yeah, boy? Yeah. Yeah, I like Chelsea. Why, why Chelsea? I'm not sure. I think I just like the blue color, and maybe because my brother picked red, so I picked blue. I'm not sure. Okay. Why. <laughs> I'm not sure, okay. but I like also because of. Um, I know first I was Liverpool actually because of uh, the fuck was his name? Uh, you, you probably know the name. So in the '90s, there was like a guy from Liverpool who was a great scorer. What was his name? In the '90s. Yeah. For Liverpool. I, mm. I can also Google it. Yeah, I'll Google it. Um, most famous Liverpool players. It's not been... Steven Gerrard. Who was it? No, Gerrard is is more recent, I think. Uh, I can't remember right now, but he was he was definitely the reason why. Uh, I was supporting Liverpool, and then for some reason I just jumped into Chelsea. And, okay. Yeah. So back then, like in in the when we were living in England in the schools, like there was a, a huge rival, uh, huge rivalry between clubs. Like it was always Chelsea, Arsenal, and Manchester United, and kids would be fighting all the time over these clubs. Sometimes really? Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. For real. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what about Portugal? <laughs> How do you support in Portugal? Uh, so Portugal, uh, I was always a fan of uh, Benfica, of course. Yeah. Uh, a shitty choice. It's it, it's the 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 biggest team. <laughs> it's the but biggest. But in yes. the <laughs> in the in the the last few years, I've been supporting Santa Clara. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, have you been more yeah. focused? And in... so Santa Clara is like a small team. From yes, Santa Clara is a, a team that just uh, came to the the first league two years ago, uh, and my brother-in-law uh, he's uh, working there. So of course I supported uh, even more than than Benfica. Uh, mm -hmm. So they were in the second league and they just got to the first league like uh, two years ago. Um, so. Yeah, because I, I talked about this with uh, with another good friend of mine, uh, Klaus, and do, do you like do you enjoy watching the lower tier games more than the big games like these? No, 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 no it's just not the Portuguese ones. So I mean, uh... like if you or maybe the, I should rephrase the question. So if you watch Santa Clara play against another team in an important match. Do you feel more frill frilled than watching Benfica in an important match? Well, that that's that example uh, is biased because 
I support Santa Clara more than Benfica, so any game I watch from Santa Clara, I'm thrilled and I'm uh, excited about it. Okay, then let me choose another one. So Santa Clara and the other game would be like a big uh, Premier League game. So, uh, so let's say that you have an important game for Santa Clara and an important game in the Premier League. Which one are you more thrilled to watch? I'm thrilled about Santa Clara because it's the team I support the most right now. Okay. Uh, of course, if you talk about the content of the game itself, mm -hmm. uh, if you talk about Santa Clara against any other Portuguese team or uh, United versus City, Mm -hmm. if, you, if you ask about the content of the game, of course, probably United versus City is going to be a, a more game thrilling right? game. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you, but you feel more thrilled. Yeah, yeah, I myself. Game. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because it depends. Some people, like, it's quite common that some people support, like, a smaller team. Uh, but then it really depends on the person. Like, some people uh can support it just a little bit on the side like yeah you know i like famalica and whatever um but then other people you know they they go die hard supporting their team they i mean they know their team is shitty but they will like you know tour around the country supporting their team uh they will be there at the stadium supporting their team they will get well, into fights yeah. for their team yeah 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 uh, there, there's some people that they basically dedicate their whole life to to their team yeah, yeah, yeah. Even uh, if it's small. Some of them, uh, I, 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 I catch myself thinking, what are they doing for a living? Uh, because <laughs> they, they just <laughs> they get into fights and they get arrested for their team. <laughs> it doesn't really make much sense. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's something that I can't understand because even though I really like football, uh, I've never been that fanatic to the point that I would ever do something like that mm -hmm. uh, i go to the stadium sometimes whenever i can uh but that's another level of uh supporting your team i guess yeah which that's really, that's make really sense. pushing it yeah um so what makes uh so for like people that are new to football or they're interested in it but they don't know how to start like why why is football fun to watch for you and like how would you recommend someone starting to watch football? Like, where should they start? Which league should they pick? Or what What should they do? Uh, I started watching football uh, mostly started in 2004 uh, when we had uh, the Euro in Portugal. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that Euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I remember everyone crying, dude. It, it, I was it, so it, young. It, it had so many epic moments. So many epic moments. When when we beat Spain, uh, mm. when we played against England, uh, and uh, Rui Costa scores a magnificent goal. Mm. Uh, and then on the penalties, uh, I'm sure you remember this. Uh, our goalkeeper be, was yeah. uh, Ricardo. Oh, no, no Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo. He... he Takes off his gloves on the decisive penalty. Yeah, I remember that. He defends the penalty without the gloves, and then he scores the next penalty and wins the match. Mm -hmm. I remember and that. That's, that's so epic. I mean, yeah. I thought it was Vitor Bahia, but no, apparently not. No, no, no. It was okay. Ricardo. Uh, uh, and um, and then we lost the final against Greece. <laughs> <with> Fucking <laughs> Greece. 
fucking <laughs> Greece, man. Yeah, that was fucking balls. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a Greek friend of mine recently about that. Like, yeah, they just, I mean, that year, apparently, they actually, they, they won a lot of stuff in their sports, um, <clears throat> in their sports teams. But yeah, fucking Greece. They just had yeah, good yeah, defense, yeah. I guess. Or we fucked up, I'm not sure. They had a really good defensive uh, scheme uh, that they used. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, uh, I don't recall them having uh, like great players by then. They just mm-hmm. had a, a good sync yep. their team. Yeah, yeah, uh, they played well. So yeah, that's that's when I started uh, watching more football, uh, and I guess it's an easy way to start because everyone likes to support their national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would recommend for supporting the national team? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm. I'm not really sure how can recommend someone to watch football because once you start watching it, you start paying attention to to some details. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since my my brother-in-law he works in the area, I get to comment with him uh, now and then uh, about some stuff. And uh, he he showed me. Uh, when watching football, some things that you can pay attention to that are really interesting, besides just uh, where the ball is going or if the shot was good or not. I mean, the the, the strategy itself, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, I don't want to get to, to much detail because it uh, might get boring, but if you just pay attention to the position of some players and why they are there, it's not just random positioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many things happening on the field that you don't even know why they are happening unless you're actually paying attention to details. I think that's very advanced, actually. I, I really have no idea. I, I wouldn't know. But yeah, there's definitely yeah, much so more the, than... For, for a brief example, when uh, I mean, when, when the goalkeeper, uh, he gets um, the, the goal kick, mm-hmm. right? right. So uh, then uh, your team has uh, lots of options. Like he can kick the ball hard or he can just pass uh, to to a defender or anything. And if you pay attention, then the, the, the opposite teams, uh, what they often do is they go pressure the other defense so that he doesn't get the ball. Mm-hmm. So that, because they know that this is uh, studied, of course. Uh, before the game, um, they know that the other defensive players, uh, defensive player is worse at uh, building the game, so they pressure the other players so that the goalkeeper is uh, obliged to pass the ball uh, to the other defender. Uh, there's lots of little tricks there that mm-hmm. are really interesting, and they keep like the whole game. They are doing the same thing. It's interesting to watch. Okay, yeah, I would have to it's learn. Just, uh, a small example, yeah, of lots of things that are happening in the field. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you, if you, if you're not used to watching movies, um, you just check out the plot and you uh, check out how hot the actresses are and whatever. And then the more movies you watch, the more you start paying attention to like how the directing is done, how the shots are, whatever the music. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to say that I, so I was never into watching football until the South African World Cup. Um, and then I got really into 
watching football when it comes to national teams. So I think like for people that um, are into the idea of watching football, but they can't really get into it, I would say as well, like watch the, the national teams play. I think that's super, super fun. Um, it's like you, you, it's great because, I mean, you have your own national team, of course, um, and you're, you're going to feel really emotional watching their games. And it's a great way to socialize with other people. Like if you go to certain bars, you will meet random international people that you can talk to and, and, and you can support other teams and so on. And it's just interesting in general. It's not yeah, money yeah. based too. So it's great. True. And uh, another good advice would be go to the stadium at least once. Oh uh, yeah. Just mm -hmm. if you're supporting, uh, of course, if it's a, a, a small team, uh, and essentially in Portugal this happens, the stadium doesn't get that vibe. But if you're supporting a big team, you go to the stadium and uh, it's amazing. It's just... Uh, I actually the, haven't the experienced feeling that you get, Yeah, the, the feeling you get, it's just amazing. I have to try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you about your <laughs> your betting system. Uh, so before before we get into that, uh yeah Souza is really well known for for betting a lot in football and actually being quite successful at betting like it's not like he loses money that often um you want to tell us about your system how does it work i, I do don't like really a... have I, I yeah i i had the system briefly mm -hmm. and and i i mean lately i i haven't uh uh been that much into sports betting but mm -hmm. i think if if you're going to to bet first rule is of course uh, you have to know which money you are willing to put into that mm -hmm. uh, how much money uh, so that you don't get lost into betting it's, it's really dangerous so what do you mean uh, like you you just decide beforehand i'm only gonna bet this amount of money or uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to know that you can only put the money that you are willing to lose. Okay. Yeah. This is very important. Yeah, <laughs> I think with any betting, yeah, you need to keep that in mind. This is yeah. This is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to gambling, I think uh, sports betting is where you can have some advantage. I mean, if you go to the casino, uh, the odds they are settled. Uh, you have a 48% chance of winning in roulette if you bet uh, on a color, right? Because there's uh, there's red, black, and then there's zero. Mm. Uh, so there, there's not much you can do to, to change that, or you can't do anything, actually. Mm -hmm. the, the odds are what they are. Same goes for blackjack or any on any other games in the, the casino. Mm -hmm. Now, for sports betting, uh, you have some control uh of what you want to do there and that's where you can get some advantage uh because how do you define uh, an odd uh, in, in sports i mean who who defines that uh Befic is more likely to win to lose or to draw the match good question right mm -hmm. who defines that is it is it a machine uh or is it someone that decides that how much they are going to pay you for your bet do you, do you have any idea? Like, is there an algorithm based on the uncertain factors? I'm guessing. Uh, I don't 
researched that before and I haven't really come to a conclusion, but I do believe it's the mix between the machine and some, uh, some human interaction mm. as well. Okay. I don't think it's, uh, it can't be just the machine, but it can't be, uh, just, uh, people, uh, sorting out the odds either. Mm. So I, I, I think it should be a mix of both. So how do you how do you go about like picking a team? Do you study a bit before? Is it intuition? Do you check like, yeah, some statistics? It's it's a bit of intuition, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there there's some things that you you can you can study not study you can uh, try to check some matches uh, before the before the game. Uh, like I would say, the 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 five matches before the game they are uh, relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the team has any injuries, if the team has any upcoming matches that are important, uh, there's lots of factors that that uh, that can have huge impact uh, on the match. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I I don't think that can be only a human or a machine sorting out the odds for the match. Because there are many, many variables there uh, that can have impact on the match. Right. Okay. Uh, so when it comes to deciding what to bet on, uh, first of there, there are plenty of bets. You, you, you can't just bet on win, draw, or loss. You can, but uh, most of the times there's uh, more advantage uh, on other types of bets, like. Does the team win for two goals or more? Oh, like uh, the more specific ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More specific bets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would still uh, what not What do you usually recommend. bet on? Do you go for like team wins or like do you go uh, this team with I don't know how many goals? Uh, since I don't, uh, I, I don't really bet that much money. Like uh, I, I usually go for. Uh, Small bets, not not uh, with not that many matches, because it it makes it almost impossible to to win the bet. Mm-hmm. Because the the system uh, that the bets are made on is uh, if you if you combine uh, lots of matches, then the the odd multiplies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you fail one of them, then you lose everything. Yeah. If you if you bet like on ten matches and you miss one of them, then it's all gone. Yep. Um so uh I usually go for two or three matches uh and I do some research on what odds are on my opinion uh they are not correct. Like they are paying way too much for for some events. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the odds aren't well made. Okay. So you try to exploit that if you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, makes sense. Um, exactly. Last thing I wanted to to bring up, based like related to football, is the. I mean, now it's been a while. We actually planned this podcast some some weeks ago, but uh, I think it's still relevant to talk about um, the Super League. Ah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that bullshit. <laughs> so first, let's explain what the Super League is, right? for people who don't know uh do you want to yeah. explain it uh 
Yeah, so briefly, the Super League was a competition that uh, some major uh, teams uh, came up with, uh, and that uh, should replace the the Champions League. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're going to be like a competitor, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, if this this actually went forward, uh, I don't see how the Champions League could continue. So, mm. I, I would say it's I one was supposed not. to completely destroy the Champions League. And yeah, yeah. Make their own. Who's gonna watch Champions League without Those Champions teams. Clubs, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, what they, do you think about it? it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Super League? <laughs> nah, it's it's complete bullshit. I'm glad that that it went down so so fast. Uh, I actually, mm -hmm. uh, actually, when when they they announced it, uh, I think I, I told you uh, on our on our group that that it's really unlikely that this will go forward. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, a few days later, everyone left because uh, uh -huh. this this is this is. Um, doesn't make any sense at all i mean it, but it was crazy because like a lot of big teams were were wanting this um supporting this big idea. money big money for them yeah uh, so real madrid was one of them real madrid was the the founder yeah uh, exactly. or at least uh, uh its president was the founder of florentine Perch. Uh, and a lot of them were english teams as well like yeah uh, you had uh, i think five english teams mm-hmm six not sure anymore yeah uh, and then the major uh spanish teams uh italy also had like uh, juventus uh inter uh, i think inter milan was uh milan was also in uh but that that didn't make any sense at all i mean they they, they, they were just creating a league where they would always participate uh there, there was no qualifiers for the the founders, and then they would pick five teams from the rest of Europe to to join in, mm -hmm. uh, and they they would basically get all TV rights, uh, are... hold the rights over the league. They would make a, a bunch of money, but it it, it wasn't uh, it didn't make any sense. These are the twelve founding clubs: uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Athletic Madrid, Real Madrid. Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, Inter Milan, and AC Milan. Uh, big teams. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking they are big teams. But yeah. uh, I I'm glad actually that everyone protested and that they just had to quit it like the day after they announced it because mm -hmm. it, it was it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th there's only so much that you can do for money. Oh, Juventus as well. Sorry, Juventus and Barcelona were also in it, in on it. Yeah, I think it was twelve founding clubs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This is quite a few. Jesus. <clears throat> so I guess it was uh, the idea was abandoned. Um, yeah, I mean, Florentino Perez, the Real Madrid president, uh, he hasn't gave up on it yet because he's been working on this for quite a while. Uh, mm. And he really wanted it to work uh, because he, he wanted to challenge UEFA. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem was that uh, FIFA and all of the federations joined in with UEFA. And of course, he has okay. <laughs> absolutely no chance of doing anything. Yeah, of course not. 
they just said, okay, if you want to join in, join. But uh, every player playing on, on those teams, they won't be playing in uh, Euro Cups or uh, mm-hmm. World Cups or <laughs> anything else. So, of course, the players would also never join in on that. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a supporter of the Super League at all. Uh, because I know, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure what they, w- what they would do is they would charge a lot of money per game or whatever. Um, but don't you think it would be nice to have some competition for, like, to, to not have a monopoly on, on these games and broadcasting? Like, just have another competitor there? What do uh, you mean? Uh, so not for I'm Super... Sorry. I don't mean in Super League's case exactly, but maybe, like, if there was... Um, imagine there's, like, another organization... Um, that wants to compete with UEFA and they just make their own they make a new league and then they start inviting teams uh, would that be so bad to have uh, a competitor yes <laughs> yes it would, would because it? then then yeah uh, what would happen then you would uh, have two competitions with half the clubs uh, on each one and, mm, and right uh, because they yeah I guess they would have to pick one uh, or the other they couldn't participate yeah. in both. Yeah, yeah, no, they couldn't play in both for sure because of the calendar. I mean, mm. even with with champions alone, uh, it's sometimes it gets overwhelming for some teams. Mm-hmm. If you had two extra competitions, it would be impossible, mm-hmm. and it would be, I guess, at some point, boring to to watch too many matches. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fine like this. I don't think there's a need to change at all. I wonder, um, yeah, I mean, I don't watch football regularly, so I don't even know if there's any problems with there being a monopoly on this stuff. I actually wonder, now I'm thinking about other sports, and I guess they they always only have one organization, or? Well, I'm not Uh, sure, actually. I think in cricket they have two different organizations. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. But I think for most sports, it's only one organization per... Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it makes sense that you don't get more than one, I think. Yeah, I, think I guess it just depends on how bad the organization is, right? Like, if that monopoly, if there's a monopoly and that organization sucks and they charge so much money and stuff, then I guess yeah. competitor. Yeah, that's nice. true. Uh, and of course, UEFA charges a lot on TV rights and other mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but Still, I, I think it's it's fine like this. I, I don't think there's a need to change. I mean, next year they are going to change the the format of the competition. Okay. Uh, to adapt to to some uh, demandings that the major clubs did, mm-hmm. uh, but um, th- they were still not happy about it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. why they, they tried they tried this this super league stunt, but it went really bad. <laughs> So we ended up actually talking a lot about football. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the next uh, category, which is, it's actually not that long. I think, I, I don't have a lot planned for this category, but I think it would be interesting to talk about it because we both played a lot of these types of games or we played them for a long time. And it's uh, MMORPGs. So massively, what is it? Massive multiplayer online role-playing games. Yeah. Um. So I I personally played World of Warcraft and RuneScape, and you know World of Warcraft has the stigma that it has. I think a lot of people when they hear that name they like cringe and they think oh shit, this is like the 
<clears throat> the epitome of being a video game nerd, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pretty sure. much. Uh, did you play any more? Did you play any other? I know you played World of Warcraft and RuneScape, but did you play any other MMOs? Mm, not really. Those were the relevant ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I think RuneScape when I was about 14 or something. Mm -hmm. And World of Warcraft a bit later, but for longer than RuneScape. Yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts on on World of Warcraft? Like, do is it is it worth trying to ignore the stigma in society and and give the game a shot, or not not worth your time? What do you think? I wouldn't recommend it. You wouldn't recommend it. Okay. No, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't. tell me what tell me what you think about the game or like the genre. The, the game is amazing. It's spectacular, but uh, that's why I wouldn't recommend it. It's really easy to to lose yourself in that game okay uh, especially if you're young and if you uh, you have lots of free time uh, the more you get into it the harder it is to to get out mm -hmm. uh, so i think there's lots of uh, online games that are worth playing that you you can you can easily control the time you spend i mean You've talked uh, also in your podcasts before about other types of game like Dota and uh, uh, Heroes of Mirrors. Mm -hmm. uh, that type that type of game can also be consuming, but it's different. Mm. It's different. In what sense? Why, why are they different, or why is it different? Well, because they're uh, addicting, but I think you get to a point that you get tired of it. Mm. So it's it's really addicting for a period of time, but you get tired eventually. Yeah. Uh, and the World of Warcraft, it's not like that. They, it's really well made. They give you. It's designed to be super addicting, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so it, but you, you can live uh, like a second life there. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of people live their first life there, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, sadly true. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I think I think the big like a big difference between those two specific genres that you said, so uh MMOs with WoW and uh and and MOBAs with um Dota and and Heroes of New Earth and LoL. Um one of the biggest differences uh when it comes to like how addicting they are is that uh Dota and Han they have so after a game, you can be really upset. So after you play one game, which is like 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, uh, if yeah. you lose and it goes really bad, you can get really upset. And I think with World of Warcraft, this could happen maybe in a raid or like a PvP thing if you're getting into that a lot. But in general, I don't think you would be as upset um, playing WoW. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, right. In all, you don't, you don't get those rage quit moments. Yeah, you don't get rage quit moments, and and while you're constantly building on your character, so there's always work, and there's always reward. Constantly. Yeah, like, there, work, there's reward. always new things to do. There's new achievements. There's uh, that. That's why I'm saying it's really well made to mm. to keep you there. Mm. Uh, if you go deep in the rabbit hole, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna get you. How much? How much time did you spend on World of Warcraft? Do you have any? Uh, idea? Lots of time. I mean, uh, it was mostly on on high school. Yeah. Uh, on high school, I spent 
lots of I, I never I never actually lost track of my my own life, right? Mm-hmm. So I had my friends, I would go out with them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Uh but all the the free time I had at home, I would be playing World of Warcraft. But this just shows you, right? Because you're not the only one. I think it's very possible that you can have like an active social life and still use all of the other remaining time that you have in game in like gaming uh yeah. when, like wow or sorry mmo gaming uh, you can it's 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 not the at least in my opinion it's not the best way to use your time like to, to be always playing i don't think it's wrong either mm-hmm. uh i mean some people like to develop other kind of skills uh, or use their time for other kind of stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to, to spend it uh, enjoying video games, I think it's also fine. Yeah. For as long as you don't actually lose track of your to-dos, of your social life. Or yeah. when, when you start losing, when, when you start saying uh, to your friends, oh, I'm not going out today, I'm not in the mood because I want to stay playing video games, that's when... Yeah, then you should probably the, reconsider your choices. Yeah, yeah, that's a big red flag. I mean, for me, uh, well, you already know I stopped playing games, but like, I think in general, if you play, if you're playing a game and you you pick this game and you're enjoying playing the game, then I think it's fine. But I feel like with with these MMOs and especially, I think both of the MMOs and and MOBAs and some other genres. Uh, there comes a point where you're not even enjoying it that much anymore. You're super addicted, and you're not even like enjoying it that much. Um, yeah, I agree. That happened to me with the heroes of uh, yours. Yeah, it happened to me with Dota, and it happened to me with World of Warcraft. Both of them. Yeah, um, yeah uh, not so much with World of Warcraft, at least for me, okay. but uh, with with heroes of yours for sure, uh, because it's also so toxic. It. <laughs> Yeah, that's so toxic. super I mean, toxic. I don't remember ever getting so mad at anything as I got with that game. Oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, I've never seen such a toxic community in anything I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there were times at some games that I swear, man, if I could jump uh, into the other people's screen and beat them to death. <laughs> I, yeah. You actually contemplate murder. You actually contemplate Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that at some points I would jump to the other side of the screen and just... <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the only game... I think that game really brings out your violent tendencies. That's the only yeah, yeah. type of game that I ever wanted to seriously hurt someone. Uh, and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it it brings out the, the worst in you, for yeah. sure. So, what about RuneScape? Because we mentioned that. Uh, I know, I know both you and I were into like. So, so RuneScape is kind of interesting because uh, if you play the game, the gameplay is shit. Like the <clears throat> the whole mechanics of the game, they're not even. It's not even fun to play. But it used to be really popular uh, around the time when I guess both you and I were in school. Um, yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about RuneScape is that before, like in the past, the the rules were were very loose. Like the rules on stuff were very loose. So it was very common that like people would trick each other or scam each other, and <laughs> and like just fuck other people up. Uh, yeah. 
And I know that both you and I would like scamming people. <laughs> do you um do you do you have any stories to tell or do you remember anything that's worth sharing? Well, <laughs> yeah, RuneScape was uh, RuneScape was overall a really good game for me to play. Uh, it was the first game that that I played online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was where I learned the most English, at least uh, till I was 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, because back then you didn't have uh, the choice to to translate it to Portuguese, right? Now, I think it's really bad that now you can translate basically everything. You can choose the language yeah. and just go with Portuguese. Yeah. And that, that would force you to, to have contact with the, the, the English language, and mm-hmm. it was really important. Um, but uh, about scams, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had a scam partner, actually. Uh, <laughs> Typical, <laughs> it, right? It was a really good friend of mine uh, from my hometown. Uh, and yes, uh, sometimes we were just going around and scamming people. I mean, it's it's not okay to scam people, right? But but uh, you have to consider that it was mostly kids, and that uh, <laughs> more, yeah, more, but the kids, it's okay. More, more, no. <laughs> no, you're not listening. Uh, more than the, the 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 agony that we brought from being scammed, we were teaching them a lesson. Yeah, I mean, we, we were also kids, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it it was a very important lesson. Don't trust people online. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> no, like that. If, if you haven't played that game, you'll listen to this podcast and you'll think, "Wow, these guys are assholes." But if you if you've played RuneScape, you'll understand that it's part of the culture of the game, or it used to be part of the culture of the game. Like getting tricked was part of the culture. Like it's a lesson that you learn, and you'll never forget that lesson. Um. Yeah, but but we were kind of assholes. Yeah, we were we were kind of assholes at the same time. Like when I already told you some of the scams that I would do, but like the common one was <clears throat> this is very common. So uh, in the game, you can trade stuff. So when you trade, when you want to trade with someone, a window pops up, and you put the things that you want to offer, and the person puts the things that they want to offer, and then you press accept. Uh, like you, you click on accept, and then when they click on click on accept, then the trade is done. So uh, a very common trick would be that. Um, oh, also when you put a certain amount above one thousand, you get you get the letter K uh, representing a thousand, or you get M represent one million, right? So if you if you have one thousand or if you have nine nine hundred ninety nine coins, it will show nine nine nine. If you have one thousand, it will show one k. If you have one million, it will show one m. Okay, that's important. <laughs> so uh, so when trades would come up, so when, if I wanted to trade stuff with someone, uh, it was very common that like imagine they have some piece of armor that I want that is worth uh, one million. Then I would trade, I'd say, yeah, I'll buy 1 million. Uh, I'll buy it for 1 million. And they put the armor. And then I put 1 million in gold coins. And then quickly, I just wait a little bit. And then I quickly change 1 million to 1k. And then the person presses accept. And then I just press immediately accept. And they don't see the, the shift. 
yeah uh, in the coins and so basically i buy something <laughs> for like one one thousandth a one thousandth of what they wanted to sell yeah uh, it was, yeah 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 that was a, a very common scam that was very uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, later it got harder to do because they they added a second confirmation screen yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh yeah it was really common there were many many many, many scams man there was also the the, the other one I told you was the wine scam. Oh yeah, the one with the priests, right? Yeah. So, uh, in RuneScape, they they have a place called the Wilderness, which is like a PvP. It's is a pay, player versus player area. If you die, you drop everything you own. <clears throat> and so, like these older guys, they would just say, "Hey, man, come, uh, come with us. We'll show you a way." <laughs> to to make uh, a lot of money or whatever i don't really know what they said back then to charm me but i followed them into this area and then there's like a chapel and in this chapel there are many many monks or priests or whatever and there's like a a, a chalice full of wine at the center and they just say yeah okay can you can you take this wine then we need to go somewhere else and as soon as you <laughs> click on the wine, all the priests go berserk and they start hitting you and they kill you. Uh, they they beat you to death. So then they just take your items and leave. That's an amazing scam. Yeah. It's not really a scam. Is it? They should know trick. that the priests would go berserk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my, 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 my signature letter uh, scam... Uh, I've told you before, I mean, we make lots of jokes about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had this, this partner uh, and I was just uh, standing uh, in the, it was a, a magic tree camp, like where, where you cut magic trees, yeah. right? Uh, and I was wearing my fancy, uh, no, uh, yeah, my friend was on the magic tree cutting the, 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 the magic trees with the fancy armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lots of people were around, also cutting the trees. Uh, and I would show up also uh, in a really fancy armor, uh, saying, uh, oh, I'm so tired of this game. Uh, I'm going to leave the game soon. Uh, uh, but I, I might return later, but uh, now I think I'll pause it for a few months or so. Uh, and everyone was just looking around. Uh, and sing me sing that shit, and then I go like, uh, uh, oh, I can I can borrow all of my stuff to to someone uh, uh, for as long as you promise to give it back when I return to the game, uh, uh, and they would go like, uh, oh yeah, sure, right. Uh, and then my friend that was cutting the the magic trees, he would go like, yeah, yeah, uh, of course I'll return it to you. Can you give me your stuff? And I was like. Uh, uh, well, sure, but how can I trust you? <laughs> yeah. How can I trust you? And he would say, well, if I give you all of my armor, um, I'll trade you, uh, I'll give you my armor, and then you'll give me uh, my armor back and your stuff. Uh, then you know you can trust me. I mean, I give you my stuff. Uh, I go, oh, yeah, okay. And everyone around was like, oh, don't, dude, you're going to be, be scammed. He's going to scam you. Uh, and he would just give me all of his armor. I would wear it so that they would see that uh, he actually gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, everyone around would go like, oh, you got scammed. 
Then I was like, uh, oh, okay, okay, I see that I can trust you. Uh, here, uh, you can have all my stuff now. And I, I just give him all my armor, and he wears it. So they mm -hmm. see that he actually, uh, I actually gave him my armor. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh my god, so lucky, oh wow. Uh, and then my friend would go like, ah, yeah, well, I, I think I'm not sure if I'm going to play for a long time either, and I don't want to fail with my words, so have your stuff back, I don't really want it. Mm -hmm. So he would just give it to me. <laughs> and then for the final step. <laughs> of Who wants to? <laughs> oh, well, you don't want it. Uh, anyone else wants to, wants my armor? <laughs> and then he would just go berserk. Me, me, yeah, yeah, give me your stuff. But how can I trust you? How can I trust you? And everyone would just start spamming trade with me, giving... Giving giving me all of the their belongings like uh, <laughs> I, I I got really rare stuff and expensive stuff with that. Holy shit! Uh, that I would wear it and this, they were like, "Oh, can I have it back now?" Yeah. <laughs> That's such a, a uh, standard like, sure, yeah, artist sure. move, man. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. And then we would share our gains. Yeah, it was really a soul move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something That's that I'm though. proud of. Uh, you should but be proud we, of we, it. We, we were kids, though. <laughs> you should be proud of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at least we were... I mean, I wasn't 18, so... I, uh, I, I, I played Runescape in between my 12 and 14 years. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that, that was think, fun. I think yeah. it was... It was not nice, but it was fun. Some good times. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But basically, I think we both agree that uh, MMOs are really fun. They, you can do a lot of fun stuff with them. You can put a lot of time in, but maybe we wouldn't recommend them to to people that are interested. No. Yeah, no, no, I, I wouldn't. I'm surely not World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. I think you should look for maybe single player RPGs or some other type of games. Yeah, because to enjoy World of Warcraft, you actually have to put in a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of your time. Yeah. Uh, or else you won't. You want to enjoy it. You can't do everything that's enjoyable in the game if you don't put in a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. I would say for for and video game is the same. It also had a long like you couldn't yeah. put a lot of time into the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. But it was different back then because you, World of Warcraft, if you want to raid, and you, if you want to do actual enjoyable raids, you have mm. to. To gear up for it, or else uh, you won't be accepted in the raids. Right. Uh, and to gear up, it takes a lot of time. In Runescape, you didn't have that kind of stuff. You you didn't really have raids, mm -hmm. as long as I remember. Yeah. Uh, I think now you do. Yeah. It's changed quite a lot now. Uh, yeah. Uh, back then, you just had like this uh, whole lot of skills that you could uh, level up mm -hmm. up until ninety nine. You just uh, do your stuff, but no raids. No, you had PvP, but not that much really. It was in the wild. Uh, it, it was different. I think it's a different type of game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it also consumed a lot of time. Yeah. So now a big topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the last one. Yeah. Or yeah, the last one. Uh. Which I I actually wanted to talk about it in a solo podcast, but then I realized that it doesn't make sense, or it would be much better to talk about it with someone, um, 
from the same country. Yeah. And it's about Portugal. I wanted to talk about Portuguese culture because I think a lot of people don't know much about it or they don't know what to expect when, when coming to Portugal. And um, I basically wanted to discuss with you like the good things about our culture, the weird things, the bad things. Uh, what do people not really know and maybe they should know, uh, etc. So yeah, maybe we can start with like, what are the good things about Portugal? What would you recommend or what are your thoughts on Portugal? Well, uh, if I was recommending it to someone that's coming to visit Portugal and they've never been here, <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend them to spend lots of time in Lisbon. Yeah, maybe a couple of days uh, would be enough to to know the this the most important things in the city, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, go to the north. Uh, I think I would. Going to uh, 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 yeah, I would recommend going to the north uh, before recommending the south. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, of course, we we are very well known for the beaches in Algarve, uh, and even in, in the coast. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I would recommend the north first. Uh, so I mean, the they land, would come the to land, Lisbon. They, they would spend some days in Lisbon, and then you would recommend going to. Portugal. I would recommend two days in Lisbon, and then uh, going to the north. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say yeah. Porto Porto has some nice things to to visit as well. But do you mean uh, like a bit. Uh, do you mean like even north, north, more north? There's not much more, but but yeah. If you go to Jadis, for example, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's one of the most northern points that we have. Uh, it's an amazing landscape, and most of landscapes in the north they are amazing. If you go to to Douro, uh, there's a, lots of uh, boat travel experiences in, in Douro, uh, and wine tasting, they have amazing wines there. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I think I would recommend going to the north, uh, and of course it depends on how much time you're spending in mm -hmm. Portugal, uh, but uh, north for sure. Uh, and I'll get out of it if possible, but that's a different kind of vacation. Yeah, if you want that's to, a bit I mean, different. If you yeah. just want to chill on the beaches, of course you have to 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 go to Algarve. Yeah, I would say there's like there's there's two, uh, there's two ways to visit Portugal, right? There's the the beach relaxation way, which is probably the most common. In that, in yeah. that case, I would recommend yeah Algarve as well, which is in the south, uh, close to the Mediterranean Sea, I guess. Um, <clears throat> That's probably the best. Or Alentej, somewhere in the coast. Um, but then you have visiting Portugal to get to know the culture better. And then I wouldn't recommend Algarve. Uh, no, yeah, me neither. That would be the, yeah, that would be your recommendation now. Like Lisbon some days in the north. Um, A couple of days in Alentej. I'm not sure. Alentej. Yeah. Well. yeah, but uh, like... Two days in Alentejo. Yeah. yeah, a couple of days in, in each place or something. Yeah, um, there's that's the thing with Portugal. We have a huge uh, ranch uh, of uh, uh, cultures and types of places to, to, to see. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to. So I think it's easier as a foreigner, a, a Portuguese foreigner elsewhere, um, to kind of like look back on on his own country and kind of see like what are the good things compared to other countries. Um, so, I'm, but I, I think you can kind of agree with what I will say. Like I would say the the best points about Portugal or really good things about Portugal are. Of course, the weather, yeah, the, the, our sunny weather is amazing, and like, it's such a privilege that I think Portuguese people don't even realize. Like Portugal, Spain, Italy, Greece, uh, probably a few other Mediterranean countries. Like the the weather is fucking lit, super warm, uh, and very stable as well. It's stable weather. Yeah, um, I love our food. Some people say our food is basic, but I think our food is great. Who says our food is basic? <laughs> some, pe some people that have visited have told me that what? it's basic, but I, I don't. Okay, I don't agree with that at all. I don't all. think it's basic at all. And like, okay, I'll say, I think our desserts are great. Uh, like one of some of the best desserts I've ever had were Portuguese ones and pastries as well. Um, the the meat dishes are great, especially fish and and seafood. Is amazing. Uh, I think I mean, maybe it's not like, super elaborate, but I think like our dishes are really good. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's really good uh, comparing to to other countries. Uh, our traditional dishes, uh, and that's from all over Portugal, yeah. from Algarve, Alentejo, Lisbon to to the north. Uh, everywhere you have traditional dishes from there are pretty much amazing and that you don't really get to eat uh, anywhere in the rest of Europe. Exactly. I mean, uh, you're in, in Germany. Uh, I doubt that you can get the most of our traditional dishes there. No, you can't. You can't. I've already looked for it. Um, yeah. Um, also, so it's, I, I don't agree with the, the, the basic stuff. Uh, I think it's it, it can be elaborate as well, but it's really good uh, gastronomy here. Uh, you need to live in Portugal before you can comment on that, uh, because it takes a while to kind of experiment and to to try all the regional things. Like even I don't know all the regional dishes, <clears throat> and there's a lot uh, yeah. of really good food out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, definitely. Yeah. I think you de definitely need to live and try new dishes all the time. But yeah, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash other countries on food, <laughs> uh, but but uh, I mean, I've been to to quite a few places, and if you ask me, I'm not sure about any other country that I've had better food than than you can get in Portugal. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Italy is really good. Yeah, Italy. I was thinking Italy. I was I was considering Italy, mm -hmm. but uh, when I when I was there. My food experience wasn't the best, so I can't really okay. evaluate that. Okay. But I I, say, yeah, if I, if I had to bet, I would say that yeah, maybe Italy has the best chances to beat beat us in food. In my opinion, in Europe, so just looking at Europe, right? I would say Italy is probably a bit better than us, um, and Poland is also really good. But Poland has a problem that their food is very heavy. All of their or most of their food is really heavy. Um, but these two countries, I would say, are probably the the biggest contenders. Because when I think of Spain, I mean, they're they're 
first of all, a lot of their dishes are similar to ours. And I, I'm not a big fan of their big dishes, you know, like paella and... and um, yeah, I mean... What was the other one? But yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. I don't know why. Like, tortilla. Tortilla and paella. Yeah. Maybe, like, uh, nothing yeah. special. Yeah, it's... I mean, I like paella. If it's so made, it's, it's mm -hmm. good. But... Uh, I've been to Spain lots of times, uh, and I I really don't like their their food either. <laughs> of course, they they have good stuff. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. But mostly, I I wouldn't compare their gastronomy with Portuguese. Mm -hmm. like when you go to a when you go to a country that has very weak cuisine, you can see that by looking at the restaurants that they have. So, um, <clears throat> like in Germany, in the south. They have a lot of German restaurants. So there you know that the food is actually pretty good. Like German food in the South, I would say, is good. But in general, like um, in many cities in, in Germany, in the North, uh, they don't have that many German restaurants. It's mostly like Vietnamese, Thai, uh, Chinese, and other imports. And it's the same in Sweden. Like they have a lot of imported food. And I've heard it's the same in England and so on. Um, but if you look at Portugal, like, okay, we also do have these ethnic restaurants, but I would say the strong majority of restaurants are Portuguese. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, lately, lately you have, uh, you've had a big increase uh, of ethnic, uh, restaurants, uh, like Japanese restaurants. There's lots of Japanese restaurants right now with sushi, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, lots of other stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would agree that most of them are still based on Portuguese food. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, if you, you go to Spain, what they have, like, everyone goes to Spain, I want the tapas, the tapas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had tapas in Spain. I mean, it's bullshit compared to Portuguese tapas. <laughs> <laughs> are we just going to bash Spain? We're supposed to talk about Portugal. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bash Spain. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not gonna bash Spain. No, in, I mean, as I said before, they, they have good food. They, they have, have good food. They even have, they have a lot of Michelin stars. I think they're one of yeah, the countries yeah, in Europe yeah. with the most Michelin stars. But like, I don't. Even if they have, I, I think they have great restaurants. But I just, I don't think their cuisine is that special. I think it's almost the same as Portuguese, but even, but a bit worse. I would say it's yeah. almost the same, but a bit worse than our. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think our our food is uh, in general better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck Spain. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I was so of course weather, good food. I would say the people are quite open to foreigners. I think that's. Uh, I think we're quite welcoming as a people. You know, yeah. like I think we put yeah. the extra effort to make people feel welcome. I agree, um, and I think that. At least most people that I talked to, uh, foreign people that that uh, came to visit Portugal, mm -hmm. uh, they also agreed. And I also uh, I always had that feedback that the people here are very welcoming, uh, warming people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I would say that's a plus as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you compare it to other countries, I'm not going to mention any in particular, because <laughs> we already bashed Spain. <laughs> Let's say France this time. Uh, no, France, uh, I've been to France, but it was, uh, it was a long time ago, so I, mm. 
I couldn't really comment on that. But for example, Sweden, I know that you have a, a quite a few Swedish friends, so I'm not going to bash Sweden. Uh, but for for as many good things as they do have, I, I don't think the people are as welcoming mm-hmm. as in Portugal. Yeah, I, I didn't get that feeling at least. I really do believe that Portuguese people in particular have a very welcoming vibe. I think Greek as well. Uh, I haven't been to Greece yet, but my Greek friends tend to be like that, like putting the extra effort to make someone feel comfortable. Um, and I think we do that with foreigners a lot in Portugal. Like just the fact that uh, you can kind of see that through the fact that like a lot of Portuguese people speak English a lot. And that's really emphasized in our education um, to learn English and uh and just in general, even among Portuguese people, I feel like if you have a problem, people have your back. Or, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know in, if in Lisbon that happens, but I would say in the rest of Portugal, like it happens. Like they will, they will help you. You will get help. Um, while in some places, yeah, it feels like they won't give a shit about you. Uh, yeah, uh, something that actually amazed me uh, was the feedback that. Uh, uh, we got from uh, I think it was George when he went to to Japan, mm-hmm. uh, and he needed directions, and some random dude just gives him a map and goes around with him, showing him what uh, he needed to see and everything, mm-hmm. just out of pure kindness. Uh, that's it's it really gets a, a good vibe on the country, a good a good uh, yeah. It, it, when you feel welcomed somewhere, I think you you see things differently there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about the bad stuff? What bad stuff? In Portugal, <laughs> what bad stuff? It's the best country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, for visiting, uh, can't really see that we have that much bad stuff here. Bad stuff. Uh, oh, I can see one. Um, there's almost no vegetarian food. There's like no, I mean maybe now it's different. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I you have you have a while. few restaurants. Uh, vegetarian, general, you have a lot. In general, there's like almost no vegetarian or vegan. A uh, vegan, yeah, vegan. Yeah. I think you have just a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't identify that uh, as a, a bad thing because I, I'm not vegan, so I I wouldn't remember saying that. But I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should have. Uh, more variety but uh, i mean it's, it's a bit specific though it's mm-hmm. it's a bad thing only if you're a vegan yeah right but then it's but, it's also like i think portugal is really weird in some ways because um we're like a very traditional but yet open-minded country at the same time it's super strange so in some things like we're very open-minded and forward and in other things we're very traditional and there's no real there's not a big rule for this like one example is the bullfighting, which which is crazy because so many people are against bullfighting. Like I think most young people that I've talked to are super against bullfighting, and yet it still yeah. happens. Yeah, it's kind of weird that it does. Uh, I haven't figured out uh, the reason why. So I mean, they have some explanations. People that defend bullfighting. But it just sounds like a bit of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's just keeping their career, I guess. But it is bullshit. Like, yeah, 
Um, I mean, the, the, one of the main arguments is if we stop bull fighting, then the the bull species will be extinct because uh, uh, we are the one creating them, and if we don't create them because we don't get money from bull fighting, then they will cease to exist. Okay, I mean, but, uh, is, is it uh, morally correct to breed the species just to slaughter them on the yeah. field? That yeah, and uh, also probably them to torture them. I mean, might yeah. just keep them dead. I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it sounds kind of a bullshit explanation. Yeah, uh, literal bullshit. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but I think so. I think these things are perpetuated because our population is very aged. Like, we have very few young people actually in Portugal. When you when you go, you can see that when you walk around um, the streets and stuff. Like, I don't know if Sweden is much, that much better, but I I did feel like there were a lot more young people in Sweden than Portugal. Um, like in Portugal, it feels like when you walk around, you mostly see old people. <laughs> and uh, Well, yeah, I, I guess I agree partially. Mm -hmm. uh, in my hometown, definitely, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and in most uh, villages, you get much more old people than young people. Uh, in Lisbon... Uh, Lisbon, it's okay. In yeah, in Lisbon it's different. I think yeah. you you see mostly young people. But this the the interesting is uh, that people that are perpetuating those traditions aren't the old the old people, uh, or oh, at really? least uh, it it isn't the it. It's not the old people that that uh, make the noise. Uh, I think most of people that that are protesting uh, against this type. Um, uh, not against. Uh, I mean, or, yeah. defending. Yeah, yeah, for this this kind of stuff. Uh, they are young people. That's uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like there's in, a lot of. Uh, I feel like in Portugal, it also happens everywhere. It's not. It's not just in Portugal, but I think in Portugal it happens a lot. Um, this kind of like what we call cunhas. Um, so, yeah. So like helping other people. Uh, what would you explain? Favoring, fa fa favoring yeah. someone. Favoring someone through... Or connections, because of connections. Yeah, because of connections rather than using official means. And also yeah. this, um, the supporting, like there's a bit of mindless supporting, I would say sometimes in Portugal. Like if my father likes something or he supports something, then I must support this thing too, you know? Like, I really get that feeling in Portugal that um, not within my family, um, and I think a lot of friends of mine don't have that, but I've seen it in like our town where it's like, if the father supports a certain political party, then all everyone else in the family should support that one. Or, uh, or if, yeah, if it's, the it's father watches, common. yeah, it's, it's common, pretty right? Common, I think. Yeah, uh, with football, it's, it's almost the same. like, uh, with yeah, yeah, it's it's the same. exactly. I was going to say with football, you get the same, the same kind of behavior if you're, your family supports uh, some team, then you'll probably uh, end up supporting the team as well. Exactly. Uh, for political parties, for traditions. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think this happens everywhere, but I think in Portugal it happens a lot. Like, yeah. maybe more than in some other places. Um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah? Yeah. And then, of course, we have some weird stuff like Pimba. <laughs> Can you explain Pimba? Pimba, Pimba isn't weird. <laughs> Do you want to explain what Pimba is? 
Pimba isn't weird, it's hell awesome. Uh, Pimba, Pimba, yeah, it's a, a kind of music that we have here. Uh, and it's, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. You're right. It's weird. <laughs> but but it's, it's a good kind of weird. It's kind of song that you just play when, when you go out, like in traditional uh, parties in Portugal. You have uh, the, the most known one is Sentr. Uh, mm -hmm. So during that time, uh, everyone goes out on the street in Lisbon and in Porto. Uh, and uh, everyone plays Pimba song. Uh, like Kim Barreiros is the the most known uh, Pimba artist, mm -hmm. uh, and it's really good music to just dance around and yeah, to fuck around. They, 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 all of Pimba songs have uh, sexual puns. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so to explain Pimba, imagine like folklore music, but uh, it's folklore music. Uh, and all or most of the song lyrics are innocent, but they're clearly referring to something sexual. So there's no <laughs> there's no sexual words, but they're clearly referring to something sexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of the most <laughs> one of the most famous songs is by this guy Kim Bachej that Sosa said, uh, <clears throat> and translated to, to English it would be. So the the song is called uh, "My Neighbor's Garage," and, and and the chorus is, "I put my car, I take my car, any time that I want in the garage of my neighbor. What a sweet woman, you know. Like there's always <laughs> there's always like penetration uh, metaphors everywhere. Yeah, he even calls the garage tight. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, the garage is tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, every song has some. <laughs> it's so dumb, man. And there's so many of these songs. And and the weird thing is, like, they put these songs on, right? And so you're in some kind of uh, festival or some small party, a public party, and uh, you're hanging out with your friends, and there's a lot of old people there, and you're drinking, and then they put on these songs, and you're dancing with everyone. There's old people dancing around you, and they're t clearly talking about sex and everyone understands it. But you're like <laughs> just dancing to this uh, sexual song, which is not sexual, but it is sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Everybody, um, everybody just dances uh, when we done one another. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I think that's fun. I, mean, I, I think that's the weirdest thing that we have. Also, Fadu is super depressing. Oh, Fado is cool. That's it's cool, that, but it's like something that I would recommend. Uh, at least watching one live show in Portugal. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you did you ever um, did you ever think of moving somewhere else, or do you think you will stay in Portugal uh, well, for the rest of your life? No, I think I uh, I will stay in Portugal. Uh, I would have liked maybe to do Erasmus, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it wasn't convenient at the time. Uh, but uh, I probably, uh, unless unless uh, something uh, really really good uh, showed up in terms of uh, work, then I wouldn't move out of Portugal. Because mm -hmm. I, I have lots of family here, uh, and I, I really like living here. So exactly, I mean, it's a great country. 
honestly, I think if you have like a good job, uh, uh, yeah, it's tough to leave uh, the the country. Uh, yeah. But what if it was temporary? Like, oh, uh, just three months. We want you in France or something. Would you go? Uh, in France? Yeah, I don't know. Can be France. Can be anywhere. France, I would. I probably wouldn't move to France. What about I would Germany? consider. Uh, I would consider England. Oh yeah. I would consider Italy. Uh, and a few other places, mm-hmm. but France, I wouldn't move there. Uh, and Germany, I would consider Germany. Nice. But it's not on the top of my list either. But I would consider it. Yeah, also for three months, I mean, there's barely any time. It would pass super fast. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For three months, yeah. So to finish the podcast, we have some hypothetical questions. Do you want right. to go for them? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I didn't think about them at all. I just found them. Uh, like basically i look up some hypothetical questions or if i come up with something i put them down i write them down um so yeah there's they might not be that great but let's see so the first question are you ready yeah the first question is would you rather lose the ability to speak for one year or lose the ability to read for one year Oh well, I would rather none of them. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, what I mean, would be the easiest, I guess? Most <clears throat> of them. Jesus, they both I mean, suck. I, man. I, 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 I would lose my job with both of them. <laughs> probably. Let's, let's assume that somehow you would get like a. You would uh, somehow you would get out of work. Like they would pay for your work or something. Okay. Uh... The ability to read. So you would like look at text and not understand anything that you're reading, right? Uh, I, w- I would still go with the, the read one. So you would prefer talking over reading, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So if you're talking, so let's say that you choose not to talk. So if you can't talk, that pretty much means that anytime you're with your friends, you need to use your hands and they're probably going to get super annoyed. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna work. Need to use texting for your friends and family. Uh, yeah, you're basically a mute. Out of nowhere, you become a mute. You don't. You don't even know how to uh, use sign language. No one around you is prepared for sign language. Um, that would really suck. <laughs> uh, but at least you could read any book. You could read stuff on the internet. Uh, that's the positive stu- uh, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I think I would uh, rather stay without talking. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. uh, uh, Yeah, I'll let you finish, and then so so let's see. So if we if you lose the ability to read, then uh, so if you lose the ability to read, you cannot. um, You can talk to your friends as much as you want. It's completely fine. and but the thing is like you cannot read anything that's on the internet basically it's like no internet anymore pretty much because yeah. you can't even you, i guess if you I can't mean, you read can you can't videos. write you can't uh, write but, if you can't read right pretty much 
Well, those are two separate things. Yeah, but I, I mean, they have to go hand in hand because then what, you write something and immediately can't read what you wrote? Like, you know what you wrote. So then you could just compare, you know, like, I well, think, because okay, then you could just uh, learn it, you know, like if you if you know how to write, then you just write A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. And then you just memorize those symbols that you can't even read and just compare it to... So you, I don't think you can write or read. Well, I, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Right? And then, so, okay, if you can't write or read, then you can't use the internet, basically. And you can't read books. Um, so you can't list... You can't... Find songs. It has to be someone preparing songs for you. You have to ask someone to prepare for you, or you can just press a button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you can talk to whoever you want. But then you're kind of fucked, man. You're kind of fucked because what do you do now without internet? You can't even use your phone, right? Or can you? Yeah. Okay, you can use your phone, but you don't know who you're calling. Uh, you can because you can memorize the numbers. Yeah, but still, uh, considering everything, uh, I would have to go without talking. Yeah, uh, because if you if you go without reading or writing, then you're cutting most of the communications exactly. through WhatsApp, through Messenger. Uh, that that would be really heavy, especially since uh, I'm in Lisbon, uh, Lisbon, and my family is uh, far away, and mm-hmm. most not most, but plenty of my friends Mm -hmm. that's that's a tough one and if you don't talk you can write yeah so uh it would be really really annoying of course but yeah i would have to go without talking same i agree it would be too horrible for me i would be i would feel like you think in the beginning that uh that not talking would be terrible but actually it's much better than like you would feel super isolated if you can't communicate with people long distance. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, second one. <clears throat> would you rather win five hundred million dollars in the lottery, but be forced to eat ten cockroaches for breakfast every day, or just keep living life as it is? I'll take the money. So you would take five hundred million. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Of course, ten I cockroaches. I would eat twenty cockroaches for breakfast. <laughs> can you imagine every day you prepare yeah, like ten cockroaches? Yeah, I can, I can cook them, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually hey, so thought about it. It's I, disgusting, but come uh, <laughs> on. I thought about this one before. Yeah, I would do the same because then you could just deep fry the cockroaches, you know? It's yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's really disgusting, but I mean, it's $500 million. It's $500 million, man. You can't just pass on that, yeah. And the thing, yeah, maybe you would start liking them at some point. You don't even know. Like, you might yeah. even enjoy them. I don't think you would enjoy them. But, you don't uh, think so? Maybe you would. I'm not sure if people eat cockroaches uh, on other places. I like think in, in Southeast Asia. Asia they do, yeah. Maybe. I, I, I mean, uh, Two years ago, I had uh, a few crickets that someone brought me uh, nice. from nice. Asia. How was it? Uh, and they they were good. They were uh, lasagna f- flavored crickets. Lasagna uh, flavored crickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't that bad. So I, I ate them. I guess cockroaches would be tough because they're bigger and 
they're way more gross. Juicier. Uh, I think the but, problem is the yeah. juice inside, man. This must be disgusting. Uh, yeah, but if you okay. deep fry them, uh, okay. Just I would I would dry them. I would dry them somehow, and then deep fry them. I think could be okay. could be fucking good. What <laughs> what if what if you had to to eat them alive? Ah oh, fuck. Would you uh, take it? Uh, so I have to put them in my mouth uh, while they're alive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, to I would do it. I would take the money. <laughs> and you? Uh, I think I, I think I'll take the money as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's way harder. Yeah. It's way harder, but I think and, I would take and it as per well. day for the rest of the. Uh, I mean, you would get probably, used to it. You can get yeah, used yeah, to after, anything. After the, after, after the first year, you would just. I mean, you, you would, would just be, eat yeah. those motherfuckers. I, yeah, yeah, you would yeah, be yeah. happy after a while. Like humans are so adaptable, we could easily adapt to that shit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, probably I, w- I would take the the deal. Yeah. yeah. Same. Okay, last one. This one's actually kind of... I think this is a popular one. Um, would you rather have sex with a goat, but no one would know? Or not have sex with a goat, but everyone thinks that you had sex with the goat? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. I already have an answer, uh... but I want to hear what you think. So the first, okay, the first option, yeah, you would have to fuck a goat, like literally yeah. fuck a goat. Probably you would need some Viagra or something. On the second option, everyone in the world knows for sure that you fucked a goat, right? Yeah, yeah. So what matters to you? The uh, what matters to you more? What people think, or like you going through the experience? Uh, do you want to be the goat guy for the rest of your life? <laughs> goat boy. <laughs> Hey, goat fucker. Yeah. But would people remember for that long, though? Like, that's also a good thing. Like, uh, they will they know. Would, would, well, I mean, you, you would lose. You'd probably lose all of your romantic interests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the guy that fucked the goat. How are you going to get uh, yeah. a girl? Or Yeah, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad. I don't know. And they probably they probably would be really bad. <laughs> they probably would be pretty bad. Um, yeah, but also yeah. fucking a goat would be a bit traumatizing. Like it would for sure. There, there's no winning here. <laughs> there's definitely no winning. There's um, no winning. I think I personally would pick. Uh, oh, wait, let me think point. a little bit more. <laughs> Initially, I had I had picked um, not. Uh, uh, sorry, have sex with a goat. So that everyone thinks... Uh, so just have sex with a goat, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody uh, But now, like, actually going through that would be terrible. Um, oh, because, because everyone's thinking uh, that you fucked a goat. It's, uh, I mean, we're talking about your parents as well. Yeah, yeah. I think there, to some extent it's nice to think that you you shouldn't care about what other people think of you. But I think there's some... In some ways, you need to kind of care a little bit because it will fuck your life up. Um, yeah, it would fuck your life. If everyone thinks that you had sex with a goat, man, your family relations will get weird. 
the uh, your relationships with your with your friends will get weird your future uh, romantic relationships will suffer as well um yeah i i think the 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 rational decision here is to take the goat how would you <laughs> Oh, that How would you do the goat? <laughs> <laughs> would you would you give it some wine first? What, what kind of question is that? <laughs> oh, it's in the question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I think we we kind of agree on all of them actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last one is really hard, but uh, yeah. I think, so. but imagine I've... going through it though. I think okay, you would have to take some Viagra. And then, and yeah, then, man, just oh, close your eyes and <laughs> I don't even. Oh man, it would be I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be so uncomfortable. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could physically do it. But I would try. Imagine the screams. <laughs> oh man, did you did you watch um, Black Mirror the first episode? I haven't watched Black Mirror. Okay. At all. You should maybe try it someday, like the first episode. Uh, why are you relating Black Mirror to Goat fucking? Um, okay, so Black Mirror in general has nothing to do with the first episode, but uh, the first episode is like really shocking and it's like, you know, the pilot. Um, so the idea from what I remember is the Prime Minister of England, or I think it's the Prime Minister. Um, he... So someone is kidnapped somewhere or like some important person is kidnapped and the guys ask as a ransom instead of money, they want to see a video of the prime minister fucking a pig. I think it was the queen. I'm not sure. But someone important got kidnapped uh, or threatened. And so they demand that the prime minister fucks a pig. Okay. And so basically the whole episode is about this. Like in the beginning, they think it's ridiculous and so on. But then as as we approach the deadline, it starts becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And yeah, I don't want to spoil the episode, but it just reminded me of that. Okay, that yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. And then, I don't know, the, if, if you've never watched Black Mirror, I would recommend just watching some random episodes because they're really good. They're about dilemmas mostly, like technological dilemmas. And, they, and the really? episodes are not connected with each other. They're all independent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would watch it if I was you. Uh, I'll make sure to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. We've covered a lot of ground here. Uh, With it, we did have a lot of stuff. I, I still had a few more things to talk about, but uh, that will be for another another time when you come back. Uh, yeah. In the run I'll be glad. I'll be glad to come back. It was really nice having you, man. Um, great way to restart the Rona Rants after three weeks now, or three or four weeks now of break. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I hope to have you soon back on the show. Uh, hopefully with DNA. That yeah, would be quite fun. Cool. And that's about it. Thanks for coming, uh, man. Thanks, man. It was great being here talking with you. And uh, uh, I'll be sure to return soon. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, cool. and thanks. thanks for listening everyone uh, do you have a do you have a YouTube channel no I don't <laughs> uh, there's no nothing I can tag you in 
No, but you you can advertise uh, Jalpul's YouTube channel because he's he got pretty mad that you didn't advertise. Oh, okay, I will advertise I, it more. So, so I'll I'll give him uh, my 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 turn. <laughs> I actually I put his uh his YouTube uh link on my on my podcast, but I didn't advertise it much back then. So guys, if you remember George, <laughs> go to his uh YouTube channel. He's got great content there. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you can try to stalk. Jean Souza on Instagram. <laughs> I won't post his Instagram, but yeah, you can try to find him. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. And uh, until next time.